This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The Podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. Unfortunately, what you're about to hear is real. The members of this radio program are simply not that bright. Or what some people would call educated. They are merely stupid. They're not trying to offend anyone on purpose. And all have played doctors on TV. You have been warned and are cordially invited to join the party. This is the men's room. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Get, 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 get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off the Kicksville. The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. You know what they say, shake your radio more than three times, and you're playing with it. You're listening to The Men's Room. Wow! And away we go. Welcome to Season 18, Episode number 4009. Along with Steve the Thrill Hill, The Ted Smith, and my cock. On tap today, the lovely Taryn Daly joins us once again. We will sit and spin now as today we dip into the world of just average with 10 musical acts that are not good, not bad, just boring. We will play Profile This, plus headlines, the men's room shot of the day, fun with listener emails, and everyone's favorite, TV time with Tim. Clack, clack. Drink it, drunk. All right, here we go. George Mann dressed as a chicken and high on shrooms. Yeah, he decides to beat up some cars. We head to Kentucky, where a teen who fell off broke leg falls. Definitely seeing stars. New Zealand McDonald's is now doing their burgers char-broiled. A woman tries to eat her counterfeit bills, but her plan was foiled. And a one-hour chase on a stolen forklift sees a 12-year-old behind the wheel. That is all coming on today's very special episode of The Men's Room. And now, here's the question. Hola, bitches. Good day to you and yours. All right, I don't know if you know this, but there was a freezing fog advisory this morning in Seattle. Warning drivers of low visibility. It approved to be true, but it turns out that it was foggy with low visibility in Malaysia this past Sunday. And that is why a family accidentally hit an elephant calf with their car. 
Now, before you get upset, the elephant calf ended up being absolutely fine. But the five adult elephants with it, yeah, they took exception to that. And they trampled the car. Now, amazingly, none of the family members were hurt. But the car, well, that's a different story. Turns out, cars not built to deal with angry adult elephants. And apparently, they're not built to deal with hunting dogs either. At a car dealership in Houston, five different cars were damaged and three separate overnight attacks when a pair of dogs ripped them apart in search of a cat that was hiding in, on, or under one of them. They have it all on closed-circuit television. They could not believe what they were seeing. Now, depending on your point of view, either the dog or the cat is responsible for upwards of $350,000 in damages. Meanwhile, a woman in Canada, well, she's solely responsible for half a million dollars in damages to over 400 vehicles at two different car dealerships after she keyed them one by one over the course of four months. So you're probably thinking to yourself, why did this woman key 400 vehicles at two different car dealerships one by one for four months? Well, nobody knows because they haven't caught her ass yet. But at least the woman in Orange County, California, who intentionally smashed into multiple cars at a local parking lot, she did have an excuse for slamming into them. She was really high and she was really arrested. And sometimes it's not even the car that gets damaged, but the owner of the car because of the car. A guy in Maryland, he was pistol whipped for his keys to his Porsche. Then the would-be carjackers, well, they didn't steal his Porsche because none of them could drive stick. Today, we're talking about cars. And we have a very simple question, and pretty much anyone who owns a car has an answer. What in the hell happened to your car? To be a part of the big show, call 206-803-ROCK. You can like The Men's Room on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Men's Room Live, and send your emails to the men's room at KISW.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The debauchery rolls on. You're listening to The Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. 99.9 KISW. All the tells away we go. Welcome to Season 18, Episode number 4009. What a large and in charge program we have for you today. Guaranteed future repeat on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, it is lovely. Taryn Daly, she's uh, up in the uh, the house there, their homestead. 
Uh, broadcasting, I believe, today out of the pump house is what they call it. The pump house. That's where pump Darren house. has her little home studio. So he's got to take I thought it's worked out. Get her pump on. Well, it depends on what kind of pump you're talking about. Yeah, I'm true. not sure exactly. I've never visited the pump house. but uh, Or she milks cows. <laughs> something has sex. Either way. Septic system. That, I mean, I think that's most of it. For the well and stuff, it is a pump house. So it's actually a functional <clears throat> piece of the property. Yeah, and then after the pandemic, I think she was just like, I'm tired of working inside. I want to get out of here. Get me out of here, yeah. please. So they set up the pump house. I see. So today, uh, Taryn will bring us on Sit and Spin. Uh, there are a lot of bands out there that a lot of people love. Some people just don't get it. It's not that the bands are bad. Obviously, they wouldn't be popular, and people wouldn't like them and know who they sure, are. Sure, sure. Uh, a lot of those bands are, maybe you don't think that good. It's just that they're not really bad. They just bore the hell out of you. So they're probably successful. They're very right. successful. If you take your average top 40 hits... The bands, the artists themselves, they're not great. They're not awful. It's just kind of, okay. it yeah. is what it is. Exactly. You, know. you either like the band or you don't. Uh, some of those bands are more exciting than others. Some of them are like, well, I, I guess people like this. I just don't get what it is. Sure, sure. So today we've got 10 musical acts. And the are, older I get, the more I say that. That are not very good, uh, not bad. They are, they're just boring. What else do we have for you today? Oh, more Men's Room Lucky You every Monday through Friday exclusively on Odyssey. And the Odyssey app. Join us for the Men's Room Happy Hour. Episode number 502. We'll go over some picks from the NFL weekend. You guys did fantastic. Did I, did not, I did not do good at all. No. I, I took some uh, some risks, so to speak. And I knew it when I was sitting in my grandmother's house watching Thursday football. At first, I'm like, ooh, three games. This is not working out for me right out of the gate. One of them was good. <laughs> uh, Friday game. I got that one easy. I believe we all did. But then... Uh, what was uh, Friday's game? That was the Miami Dolphins and oh, the... Yeah. Uh, Jets. 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 That's all you got to say. Jets. Exactly. So we, we all kind of knew how that was Jets. Going. Uh, Giants Patriots. If you hear the, the one of the toughest games to pick mm -hmm. is Giants Patriots. So uh, join us for the Men's Room Happy Hour. We'll go for uh, picks coming up. If you don't have the Odyssey app, download it now. It's absolutely free. Search for the Men's Room. You'll see all things there, including the Men's Room Happy Hour channel. Believe it or not, twenty four hours a day that just plays repeats of our show. And so we break heard. in and uh, it's six there for a little men's room happy hour. There's also a reason it is labeled explicit because the language is not the same and we can get into different topics there. So just keep that in mind if you haven't checked out the, uh, the men's room happy hour coming up right here at uh, six o'clock uh, after the program. And today, uh, our question, things that happened to your car uh, just within the past oh, few, maybe a month or so. I know a lot of people who've had weird things that have happened to their car. Now, Steve, I know that you were uh, you were in for what they call a a petty or a pedicure. Uh, it was the Friday that we did uh, live night, right? Had the day off up until we had to be there. I don't know. We met here around one o'clock, mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, but my wife, she's like, "Hey, man, I scheduled a pedicure." I'm like, "Cool, have fun." She's like, "You should go with me." I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling it. Cause I got some time at home. I'm gonna chill out. You're not here. The kids aren't here. Over and over, like you're gonna like it, you're gonna like it. I'm like, you know what? The hell with it. The hell with it. Yeah, let's go. So it's like 11 a.m. Man, I go there. And, uh, it was a fine experience, Ted. I'm right there with him. You know, the, it, it is surprisingly pleasant. Like, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did not know that my feet were ticklish, but I found out that day. Uh, but you're sitting down, and at this point, I want to say we're. 80% of the way through it, because I don't know. My wife seems to know everything that's going to happen next, right? Okay. I don't oh, you know. mean the process of the whole The thing. process. Yeah, I wouldn't know that either. You know what I mean? I have absolutely Did no idea. Did you upgrade idea. and get that wax? I don't know. Right. I, yeah, 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 yeah. They did something. Hot. What's the wax? So, so they, they like put a bag of, I think it's like hot, hot wax, wax around, around like the bottom feet. of your foot after they've like scraped up all the stuff and clipped your toe. And down. so mm. I asked my wife about that. I said, uh, I said, man, that actually felt good. Do you always do that? And she goes, no. 
but I figured I could I could spend more on the package since you were here. I'm like, well played, well played. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but they're doing this stuff. I don't remember. I think maybe pre wax, post wax. I don't know because again, it was just a weird experience to me. Uh, but this woman walks in from outside. Does anyone here own a gold Cadillac? Is what she said. Nobody says anything, and she yells it again. Does anyone old own a gold Cadillac? Finally, I go, is it an Escalade? By the way, it's white. It's not gold. But I said, is it an Escalade? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parked right up front. I go, well, we do. Somebody just hit your car. Oh. And I'm like, as my feet are soaking and this woman's down there massaging my toes, I'm like, you've got to be effing kidding me. I think that's what I said out loud. She goes, no. But the guy, to this guy's credit, all right, it's annoying that it happened. But to the guy's credit that did it, he did leave a note. So she goes, he left a note. Uh, do you want me to grab it? I'm like, well, would you please? Because I'm a little preoccupied. Apparently, I can't move, right? So she comes in, and the guy left a note. So sorry. All the regular stuff. But he left his phone number. By the time we contacted him, he'd already contacted his insurance to deal with it. And I haven't looked at my wife and said, I'm going to be honest with you. If I had done this, I don't know that I left the note. But I'm glad that he right. did. Yes, right? yes, He's yes, a better human yes. being than me. But basically, he uh, mm-hmm. blew out the driver's side uh, taillight, right? And you go out there, there's just red pieces all over the parking lot. And then I noticed a little bit later, he put a big-ass dent in the very back corner, I guess, where the back right. meets the yep. side of the car. Yep. It's kind of punched in. So, inevitably, it's not the worst thing that can happen. The car drives fine. It's really freaking annoying. Like, I'm pissed off that it happened. But, like, well, nobody got hurt. We weren't moving. It was just in the parking lot. My feet feel fantastic. It's all right. So, we call our dealership or whoever the hell we just talked to. We can't get into January. I'm like, guys, you're going to fix the taillight. You're going to put a suction cup on the back of it. Don't say you're not. That's exactly what you're going to do. And pull it out. But we got to wait until January. But the good news is this guy is going to pay for it. But it's just annoying that it happened at all. Right. Uh, We've had a member of the staff that's had their car stolen recently. We've had a member (laughs) of the staff that could not figure out the electronics on their car, drained their battery. Uh, Ryan Castle came in and told the story (laughs) on a ferry. VD hasn't had his car in over a month. So as far as... I talked to him today. The first time... So VD got a truck fairly recently, a big diesel bad boy, and he took it somewhere and they had it for 28 days. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be... I want to say originally, we'll have it for one week. One of those deals. They had it for 28 days. He gets it back. He had it for five days. They have now had it for 30 right. days. He was on the phone with them earlier today. He's taking it to a different place on Monday. Right. Now, dude, dude, I had my car, right? My car is an older, like it's an 07 Acura that my buddy gave me. Right. He was going to donate it. So I put a little bit of work into it. But on Saturday, or Sunday, right? End of the long weekend. Finally getting close to home. Stop at 7-Eleven to get beer. Get my mom at Hershey's Bar. I come out, I say, can you just unlock the doors? Car alarm starts going off. <laughs> I don't have a beeper thing on my keys. So it goes off like three or four times. I keep trying to start the car. I have no idea what to do. Are you getting looks from people? Yes, and it's loud. And then eventually an Amazon guy walks by, and I just look at him. I go, I didn't even know it had an alarm. I don't know what to do. And he goes, have you tried just unlocking it and locking it with your key? And I was like, Thank you. <laughs> Ta-da! Oh, I was. Well, you know, hey, you never dude, know. It's, it's like what is it? it was like two thirty, three in the afternoon. I'm right. trying to get home. Much. I was like freaking out. Like what right. in the yep. hell? <laughs> now we get into the world of unusual and uh, some strange things that happen to people's car. As we go to Malaysia, where Malaysian police had to investigate an unusual case of road rage in which the angered party was a herd of elephants. That's a problem. The 48 year old driver actually struck an elephant calf. With his car on the highway on Sunday evening, it was foggy. Right. It was rainy. Obviously. And they're gray. You're not trying to hit a baby elephant. Uh, seeing what happened, 
the other five elephants rushed toward the car. At that point, they started trampling it. Fortunately, none of the mammals involved appear to have been seriously hurt. Uh, not the three family members in the car, nor the calf, who police say got up and walked off with its small herd when the trampling was over. I cannot believe that that family, not that you survived it, but the fact you weren't even injured. You're talking five, and they're pissed off mm -hmm. adult elephants exacting revenge, and they're smashing your car, and somehow you're okay. Police photos show damage to the front and sides of the car. Some of the windows, including the large rear one, was smashed. Uh, they say that uh, Malaysia has been putting up highways in rapid uh, fashion and thus reducing elephants' forest territory. And they do have crossing signs that dot the roadside. Uh, to keep in mind that there are deer, uh, there are elephants, and there are other animals, depending on the area you're in. Now, I always find this fascinating right. when you see those unusual signs. Like, look out for elephants. Yeah, that one would throw me off. We were... Uh when we went to New Mexico mm -hmm. in April, there's a bunch of, you know, I don't remember what highway we're on. It's desolate as hell. And there's, you know, deer crossing signs, right. whatever. And then I'm not sure I could identify the animal that they had on the signs, but they're letting you know, hey, look for this thing that might be crossing. But my kid asked me, he goes, what is that? I said, I don't know, but this is what I piece together. And it's considerably bigger than a deer. Right. And we don't want to hit it. Yes. Whatever that is, let's not interact with that. But I love road signs. Just depending on what they are. I mean, they, they tell you a lot of different things, but to have an elephant on a sign, that's pretty cool. I have seen an outline of a jaguar in uh, Florida, Florida on the yeah, Alligator yeah. Alley because there's a lot of black panthers down there. Don't they have uh, black Panthers, not jaguars. Sorry. Maybe they do have jaguars. <laughs> but it's, it's panthers. Yeah, definitely panthers. Uh, I have don't seen... they have the gator signs down there, too? They do. I've seen elk crossings. Yeah, I've seen elk. Uh, I have seen. I've seen deaf children, which means that. Uh, what? How do they? What's that on a sign? Deaf children and like you can't honk at them, right? So don't worry. Don't bother to honk in the street. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. Right? It's like slow. It's like slow children. They just need some additional help. You know. Yeah. Slow. But what does the sign look like to let you know they're deaf? Exactly. Like, you never seen they one. Just need a tuner, Mike. It's like that yellow sign, and it just says deaf children. Oh, it says yeah. deaf children. Like yeah, the, like the slow children. Oh, okay. I thought it had like a picture. Like, how am I supposed to know this kid's deaf? You know? No, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know that I've seen one in a while. In a while, but I grew up. I, I guess there was a deaf kid in our neighborhood. Yeah. Like, I definitely grew up seeing those signs. But what, what are you supposed to do different? Like, if you just have a kid sign, most people right. slow down, yeah. right? Well, you can't yell at them. I mean, but if you say, well, deaf kid, like, I'm still going to slow down. No, I look, I'm with you. I don't understand the difference. It's not like I'm going to rip through this residential right. neighborhood, but it's like, oh, the kid's deaf. I better slow down. If you yeah. say it is a blind kid, well, they can't hear the car coming. So the idea being to slow down just to get. Man, look, my kids don't have a hearing problem, and trying to teach them to understand what crosswalks were, you, it's all the same. Trust me. Mm -hmm. It makes no. Trying to teach my daughter. I mean, it just got to the point where I'm like, don't ever cross the effing street if we're not with you. I mean, <laughs> just blindly walking out there, man. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Kids and old people. Right. God almighty. I'm like, telling you, my mom was doing it this weekend. I'm like, focus. Look forward. You're going to trip. Ah, and you've been, like, you, you've lived long enough. You should know better. Yeah. Like, It'll she's be just like, oh, Walgreens. <laughs> like you can't just walk on. toward it. Right. Yeah. Like, Jesus, man. We've been to drugstores our whole lives. Yeah. Now we head north of the border. A middle-aged woman has keyed more than 400 cars one by one at two Canadian dealerships over the course of four months. They figure the damage is somewhere in the neighborhood of a half a million dollars. Jesus. They've got video surveillance showing the woman wearing glasses, gloves, a beanie, and a surgical mask while meandering through a dealership and scratching the exterior of each car with a tool. Now, they released a video about a minute and a half 
Uh, it starts with a woman around 920, and she is basically king for Dodge Ram pickup trucks. At one point, specifically, she even appears to look up at the security camera before continuing on her damaged rampage. Video then comes to another clip, same night, with the same woman, uh, with a different coat, this long black and hooded, resembling a cloak. Does the same thing, messing with the front doors before King pickup trucks parked out front. Then they cut to another surveillance from January, showing the woman holding an umbrella as she walks down a line of rain-soaked cars, slashing and scratching the hoods with a tool. The mass car king incidents took place at two dealerships in B.C., a Journey, a Chrysler, Jeep Dodge, and a Ram dealership. I guess they're both about a mile apart. It uh, is clear in the videos that the suspect was deliberately scratching the vehicles one by one, and police have yet to identify the woman who is on the surveillance video. And that's what do you think the reasoning is behind that? If you had to guess, right? I, we're, we're cops. I, I need to go, okay, here's all the footage. We know it's the same person. It's two different dealerships. It's one by one. Either it's, a personal vendetta with someone who works there, which makes no sense because they're but an employee. But it's two different dealerships. Because they're an employee. Right? Yeah, but they're owned by the same company. Ah, okay. They're just a mile okay. apart. So it's it's the that same. That makes it a little more. But I would just think I would just think that this person there's something going on there between them and the dealership, or else I think there would be different vandalism in the area. It would be cars that are going up and down the street. It would be people who are parallel parked in the park, neighborhood, whatever. people who are parked at the Walmart, people who are parked at the grocery store. It just would not be specifically targeting two businesses two dealerships owned by the same person. Thousand dollars. That's gonna be maybe she got man. denied for a car loan to buy a car. I think it's something transactional, either between a person there or the dealership itself as far as But you'd an feel like then that somebody at one of the two dealerships would be like, look, I cannot guarantee this is who it is, but this might be a strong lead. Unless it's a married guy and that's like his side piece. Because mm-hmm. then he can't bring it up, right? But otherwise, I would feel like someone would be like, I have an idea who this is. Right. Ex-girlfriend, whatever the hell it is. I think the worst thing that ever happened in my car, and I've told the story before, I had a Volkswagen Golf GT. I'm driving it over a mountain, a Big Walker Mountain in western Virginia. Not West Virginia, but western Virginia. And I get through the mountain, I start heading down, and my heat's going up, but I'm, but I'm okay now because I'm, I'm going downhill. And yes, I had the air conditioning on. All the things your grandfather would tell you not to pull not a mountain. Not to do, right? Not to pull a mountain with the air on. It was probably hot as hell, though. Uh, but the, but the car was just overheating. It was it was it was warm. It was in the summertime. You're right. Yeah. Um, I'm coming down the mountain. I can see the uh, the heat's going up. Now I hear the engine start to wind, which is not <laughs> because it's 70 miles an hour. Now it goes zzz, pow, and I threw a rod through the hood of the car. Like right. if someone were to take a gun underneath it and shoot it straight up, like your Simity Sam's hiding. Under if that would have come through the floorboard, if the engine would have been uh, placed in a different position in there, it's quite possible that I could have died by a cylinder shooting through my. Welcome head. to the thrill, my content show. That was a, so. So, but then it, well, okay. just thinking ahead, fellas. So when it blew, when it blew the, when it blew the hood, TFT. The hood. Ooh, I like that. The hood basically snapped back <laughs> and covered the windshield of the car. <laughs> so I can't. I can't really see anything other than a very small two-inch strip uh, between the dashboard and where, right. where the hood has flown up. I I then start running over things, and I realize it, I don't know what I'm running over. I did not realize that that was my engine. <laughs> there was piece by, piece by piece falling out uh, of the interior of the car as the engine block had completely exploded. Yeah. And now everything is falling out accordingly, and I'm running over this damn thing. Uh, one of the pieces of the engine, I could feel it hit the floorboard of the car. So it hit it with such an impact that my feet kind of jammed back. 
And the next thing I know, I'll look down, and all I can see is interstate. <laughs> because the entire floorboard of my car is now on the ground, and I just ran over that, too. How so, old was this car that you're driving? 1987. Jeez. So the hood is back. There's no floor. I'm driving a stick shift, so I, I can see the clutch. I can see the clutch cable. I can see the brake line. I can see the right. gas. My feet are like suspended because if I put them down, it was a low car. I felt like I'd rip my toes off. Sure. So now my feet, I'm kind of holding them up in the air, trying to look through this thing. I pull over to the side of the road, and I look back, man, and there is just crap. All, like, my car is in pieces <laughs> all over the interstate. I'm at least five to six miles, m m hours right. from home uh, at this point in time. And... um I think the scariest thing was trying to get the car back because I couldn't. Have that's scarier than your the I, man, floorboard man, of your I, car disappearing. I'm not kidding you. It's all two lane roads through there, through West Virginia. And there's a lot of switchbacks and there's a lot of roads where people are flying. I could not get a. So basically, what I did was I ended up taking a Greyhound bus, all right, from this location uh, to my home, which is again a six hour drive. Not on a Greyhound bus, just so you know. That was 15 hours. Then when I get there, I realize I, I already called them. I tried to figure out, okay, what, how much is this tow truck going to cost? The tow truck was going to cost well over $1,000 because yeah. it's got to bring it six hours and the truck's got to yeah. go back. And it's, it's, it's a tow truck. Right. The car's not worth it. You know, the car is not going to be worth it. It's clearly not worth it. By the time that. I bring it back and repair it, it's not going to be worth all this. So You're going to repair that. Well, I, not my a, brother. I was going to get a new engine. <laughs> I was going to. I already, I was already, I already priced out a new engine and a new floorboard. That was around six hundred bucks, uh, to use a used engine that I could that I could put in this car. Get a new car, right? Get a different car. So I, I, I but I, but I had a plan. I called the U-Haul dealership and I said, "Hey, man, I, I need a truck big enough to haul a car. I also need the hitch to haul the car back on." All right. So I drive a U-Haul six hours down to Virginia. I pick this thing up. I put it on the hitch. I'm ready to rock. I start down the road. And one of the worst decisions of my life is I did not realize the weight distribution issue between a box truck that has absolutely nothing, nothing in, it, in it, pulling thousands of pounds behind it. So I am just swimming as far as driving. On switchbacks. Yeah. On switchbacks. Right. Like, I could feel the back of the truck buckling, going back and forth, because it's just trying to stay straight, but the car behind, you know, there's pulling is just... The yeah. car's a death trap, brother. That car tried to I mean, kill you from the time it tried to spill you onto the highway until uh -huh. the time you came to pick it up. So I'm the guy in the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit driving 40, and people are not happy with that either, because it's a two-lane road, and there's not a lot of straightaways <laughs> where you can pass, so that was just an... Absolute nightmare. Our question, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. 99.9 KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. We're teaming up with our friends at the Washington State Council. Firefighters and Operation Warm for Coats for Kids. Uh, sad but true, there's uh, about 300,000 kids in Washington State that live in poverty. And they need your help. Finding a, a good jacket for the cold. And that's what uh, KISW Coats for Kids is all about, to put as many kids as possible in brand-new American-made jackets. They cost 20 bucks a piece. Come on, man. We can do that. So the goal is 2,500 kids uh, to get a, a winter coat that, uh, that they deserve. And keep in mind that, I don't know, if you have kids, you know, the jacket's good for about a year, year and a half. They tear it up. They grow up. They grow out of it. My kid won't wear one. Kid won't wear a coat. Oh, I hate that. That's he it. runs hot. And I told him, I was like, look, man, and I'll make a deal with you. I know you run hot. You are never cold. He's just that kind of person. Right? And I said, look, yep. I, I don't care. And I believe you. 
but you need to take a goddamn coat to uh, school. He goes, why? I said, because if you don't, the teachers are going to call CPS on me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all about appearances, brother. Yeah. Just take your damn jacket. You don't even have to wear it. Just take it to school. And today is Giving Tuesday. I know there are a lot of organizations out there that uh, that are uh, true to you. Uh, but if you have a chance and you've got 20 bucks or whatever you have, head to KISW.com and help the kids on this uh, Giving Tuesday for Coats for Kids. Okay, our question. What in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Uh, just a real quick text. This is my favorite one so far, with the exception of you, Mark. Uh, it says uh, that you were telling your story, Miles, about your car. Someone says, same thing happened to my mom and her old VW Bug. She had to drive in reverse from the pass to Tacoma. In reverse. In well, keep in mind, think about that, Those were rear-wheel drive cars. From the pass to Tacoma. How do you even in, do that? I, I, bro, slowly... Carefully, I don't. I don't know what time of day this was. I have to assume. Is this it was like late Snoqualmie, night. Chinook? Like what pass are we talking here? I'm assuming when you say the pass, it is the pass oh that we're all thinking. God. That's what, that's my assumption, man. What in the hell happened to your car? Two hundred six eight zero three rock. Hello, Daniel. Welcome to the men's room. Hola and happy Taco Tuesday. Hola. Hey, real quick, can I give a shout out to the mobile mechanic that helped me out with the story I'm about to tell you? Well, sure. Awesome. His name is Bob Wake. I really appreciate what you did for me. So what happened to me actually happened this past winter. Uh, so I live kind of out in the middle of uh, you know, nowhere that doesn't really get plowed that often. I'm also a truck driver, so I'm pretty confident in my skills and abilities to travel in adverse weather. So I'm leaving out. My road kind of tees with the main road. And then it kind of makes a uh, right turn. Right. So I'm kind of, I'm gaining speed because uh, I don't want to get stuck in this particular spot. I've gotten stuck in it before due to snow. So I'm getting up to 30, 35. I managed to clear that trouble spot. Well, nature decided to humble me. My back end decided to flip out from underneath me. I do a 180 and my passenger side just goes right into a ditch. So my coffee is everywhere. Everything's messed up. I am just cursing out my wazoo. I flag down a guy who takes me to my neighbor. He pulls me out. I drive my car back to my house. I notice that uh, some rocks and stuff got just wedged in between the rim and my tire. So that's going flat. Um, I check underneath my hood. My serpentine belt has come up. Uh, dislodged from it so i'm glad i decided to not go anywhere i called up the mobile mechanic and about uh five hundred dollars later i've got a uh, i've got a working car again that i then take to les schwab to uh, get a whole bunch of new tires put on damn 500 bucks <laughs> isn't too bad all no. things considered it's a good thing you didn't have a serpentine yeah. fire <laughs> true it's an earth wind and fire joke that yeah, you didn't uh, get there but yes <laughs> What uh, what in the hell happened to your car? Two hundred six eight zero three rock snake fire. You went to the earth wind and fire well. What other Just, serpentine do you know? Axel Rose. All right then. Okay, I could have gone there, but I don't know what the joke would be. Yeah, feel my what is it? Feel my serpentine. Feel my serpentine. What else does he say? I don't serpentine. Have. It's it's uh, welcome to the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. He does say. What that. the hell does he say? Leading up to that. No, you got it. Feel my 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 serpentine. It is just feel yeah, my serpentine. It. It's a penis, Axel. Grow up. You know, he was down at F1 with me. <laughs> yes, he was. Who's that? Axel Rose. Did you give him the invite this time? 
I did, yeah. Okay, we didn't we didn't spend a lot of time together like normal, but we were both there. Did you see him or just heard that he was there? I just saw pictures. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my seats were decent. It, I wasn't with you. Didn't have actual row seats. No, but it's just funny because. There's a like a Facebook page. It's just like Axl Rose fans, and there's a, right. there's a bunch of pictures of them. But they posted one today, and he's like, he actually looks happy in this one. <laughs> he, he's not he a dude who notoriously looks, looks happy. I, I think he's one way. of those people, kind of like Kanye. He just doesn't smile in photos. I think he's like Kanye in several ways, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> hello, hello, Russell. Welcome to the men's room. What's up, fellas? Good afternoon. Hola. So this is going to be a flashback to twenty one. I happened to have gone to a Mariners game that night, and I took the train up. And the night that I came back, somebody decided to steal an unfortunate piece of equipment off my truck when I had it, and that would be the converter. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, quick question. Did the Mariners win that night? Don't know, because I left the game early because I was in a lot of pain. Why were you in a lot of pain? Uh, my leg was, my kneecap was giving me a lot of trouble that night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does it cost to get that repaired? I, I know it happens all the time. What, what, what is the replacement cost on, on that part? Because if they're that oh, valuable no. to, to recycle, they I'm assuming are. that they're expensive to buy. Um, I don't know. I, all I did was I ended up paying 75 bucks and I did a straight pipe. Okay. Oh, damn. So okay. what does a catalytic converter necessarily do? I, I, I don't know the... So I it's it's it kind of sounds like your appendix. Like, do you need it or not? I believe it reduces a lot of the emissions that actually come out of your right. vehicle. Okay. Because I was talking to VD about yeah, it. He's saying on his truck, it's a lot bigger because diesel blows all that black smoke. It, so uh, he was pointing out the importance of having his on the bottom. It uh, uses a catalyst yeah. to convert the more harmful compounds of your engine's emissions. Right. right. So can, basically, can, uh, that's that's what it reduces your emissions. I can always tell when he's state. leaving work because he always goes past the, uh, the front of the building. Building and rolls coal. Right. You know? All right, here's a question. Show of hands. Who are we angrier at? The people that steal your catalytic converter, who obviously you want to punch in the face, or the people that give the money for what is obviously a stolen catalytic converter, right? Mm. That's my thing. Correct. Like, if you stop giving the money for it, and you might have a quote-unquote reputable business, but if you're giving the money, this is the impetus to keep doing it. Wherever you can you recycle I mean? them, you cannot take them. That would be it. You, you get, you're going to get shut down. Right. If, if someone brings you that... Unless you have proof that it came from your vehicle or one that you had in your front yard. That's what I'm saying. So you're but paying But they steal them all the time. I'm with Thrill. We've had this conversation. It's like, well, somebody's buying them. If they're not getting money mm -hmm. for it, they're not going to steal it, right? Yeah, but no joke. People wouldn't like sell a, drugs. A that can, like, you know, melt that crap down. But I don't know what they're doing with it. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it goes up the chain of more black market stuff. But it's like, like, the issue is the people giving them money. Because if you stop giving them money, they're not going to do it. Right. Well, this is the thing that, that, that drives me nuts, especially with the keys and the Hyundais getting stolen and all the, the smash, you know, uh, stuff that's going grabs. On. There's a fix. Do the fix. If that's the problem, there's a fix for that. You, there's got to be a way where someone can't get under the car and, and saw the damn thing off. You put a plate in front of it. You do whatever you do. You make it more difficult for the person to be able to get in But there we know one it. thing to be true, right? And you can do the fix, right? You put the plate on so the next move is they remove your plate, and then they remove the catalytic. Exactly. It's just, yeah. it's, but it's going to take a little bit more time. Right, it takes a little more time. Whatever, but whatever the always... mechanism that you come up with, maybe there is a lock underneath there that you know you that you would use, like that you open up a soda machine with, you know, like one of the round keys. Or something but inevitably, like. if I really want the soda, then I'm just going to break the machine to get my soda. You're, you're going to figure out a way to do it, but but you just don't make it as easy as it is now. But you have to ask yourself this question, and I got this from my father. Back in the day, he had a Triumph Spitfire. He loved all those uh, little English cars. 
and it was a canvas top, and this is in Baltimore, people are breaking it. They weren't stealing cars as much. They're, they're breaking in and taking radios, all this crap. And he never, ever locked his doors. Because he like, didn't want to get his canvas ripped. That's what he said. He said, look, man, you take the radio. I can replace it for cheap. He's like, if they cut the freaking top, that costs me more money. Right? My so, brother had to do it with his Jeep Wrangler. Exactly. Like when so, he got that, he would constantly, the people were cutting, the, he had an alarm on it. People were constantly cutting <laughs> stuff. And then another dude, buddy of his that owned a Jeep was like, just leave it unlocked. Mm -hmm. And don't keep anything of value in there. Yeah. yeah. That goes a long way. Yep. And, and kind of like that, or a caller or two ago, the first time his Jeep got broken into and I think stolen, he was at a commander's game. They had all parked <laughs> this metro stop by our oh, house. Yeah. Right. Then you get back and your car's gone. And you have to walk around going like, I know it's right here. Because you, th yeah. that's the last thing you think. Someone stole the car. Uh, at a DC metro stop, okay, I, right. I think it's the first thing you think. And then someone says, dude, okay, right. you're just looking in the wrong spot. When in Rome. I mean, honest to God. I mean, you know what the worst part is, right? It was New Carrollton, PG County. That's basically what the cops said. Like, I know. I know. Well, what would you expect? They know there's a, you know, they know there's a, a commander's game. They know you're parking here. Yeah. I mean, that's the sad part. The cops are like, you're stupid. What, uh, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROD. Hello, Jake. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hola. Hola. Hey, so uh, so this was about 10 years ago or so now. I think I was like 21, maybe 22 years old. Um, I'm sitting at work uh, on, on my lunch break, and uh, uh, some, some one of the other employees there uh, comes into the break room and is like, hey, uh, who owns, uh, does anybody here own a 1995 Ford Contour? I was like, uh, yeah, I do. Why? Like, oh, well, uh, somebody or uh, a bus just hit it. Oh, damn. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, oh, okay. Like, like a bus bus. What, what do you mean? Yeah. Like a, like a charter bus. Like, oh, awesome. So, uh, we go out there and, and sure enough, yeah, there's like broken glass all over the ground. Uh, my, my driver's side front end is completely crushed in. Uh, my, my tire, the front, uh, driver's side tire is like at a 45 degree angle. Uh, my, my rear, my side mirror is completely gone. Couldn't find it. Um, so I was talking to one of the, the guys, one of the people who saw it happen. And he said that, uh, there wasn't, the driver wasn't in the driver's seat. Uh, what? it had just rolled in. Yeah. It had just rolled into my vehicle when he, when the driver like finally, you know, figured out what was going on and like got behind the, you know, behind the wheel, he just took off. Um, and so the guy who saw it happen got in his car and chased the, the bus down on the freeway. Well, it was a Canadian charter bus. And by the time that, uh, by the time the witness to it caught up to the bus, they were already like coming up to the border. So by the time the police got to the, you know, the, the actual scene of the accident, the guy was already gone. And there's just nothing so, you can do. There was nothing I could do about it. I'd have called uh, Interpol. International <laughs> crime, man. Canadian bus drivers. Right? I'll be damned. Right? Well, so, and the crazy thing about it, too, is, like, the guy, the witness who saw it, he got the driver's license, or, or not the driver's license, excuse what? me, the license, plate? Um, the license plate, and also the bus number itself. Now, were you able so, to contact I, the Mounties, and, and were they willing to help you out at all? So, I had... Uh, so I had contacted, well, the, the police that showed up, it was, uh, it actually happened on the Tulalip reservation All right. up in Marysville. And so the, the police that I had spoken to, 
uh, had you know I gave them all that information and everything and and the the cop I talked to said that you know he was going to look into it and and see what he could do for me and I heard nothing for like two months. Uh, I finally reached back, uh, reached out to him again, and he said, "Oh yeah, sorry, we couldn't we couldn't do anything, so we stopped looking into it." I mean, did, did you find out at least maybe the bus company that chartered this thing in the first place? Uh, no, I I never did. Uh, honestly, I didn't really care that much. It was it was my very first car, and it was on its last legs, anyways. So so basically, they shot old Yeller for you. Pretty much, yeah. Well, does your insurance, uh, do, do, are they understanding about this situation? Um, well, I mean, the, the, the damage was enough to total the car. So okay. I, I right. didn't even I didn't even really file any sort of claim. Or so, anything so what, I mean, was, well, once the adjuster comes out, is there any value in that car? 500 bucks, 600 bucks? Is it worth anything? No. Okay. All Except right. the capital. No, I'll tell you what, out of all the insurance that I've had to deal with in my life, whether it's homeowners, uh, whether it's uh, medical insurance, which, you know, I, I'm still appreciative to have, don't get me wrong, but they're oftentimes difficult to deal with as far right. as getting them on the phone, figuring out a conversation, trying to come up with a solution to the problem. Auto insurance, to me, has always been the quickest to respond. Certainly the fastest. Uh, they're the easiest to, to deal with, to get a hold of. They show up when they're going to. They, they'll, they'll put your claim in. Uh, I've never had a problem with, with, with that branch of insurance. I feel like because overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, it's the cheapest of them all, right? When it's homeowners and you make a claim, even if it's a small claim, they don't want to deal with it. Because obviously they're here to make money. We get that. It, but they don't want to deal with your house. If there's $80,000 worth of damage, you get to wait a year. Mm -hmm. With your car, it's like, look, man, at worst, it'll be a couple grand. Or at worst, we write you a check for a new car. Let's just get it done. And then we'll jack up your rates. But hey, it's... It's all good. Uh, and most people in car accidents are pretty truthful. Sure. Yeah. Right? Like, I didn't see you. It's my fault. Or there's other witnesses anyway. You right. Know, but, like, you go to the doctors and it's like... <laughs> Pre-existing condition. Right. The doctor's like, all right, this is what's going on. This is what we got to do. Right. But the insurance company's like, yeah, it's like, ah, you kind of got it you on your own. You're to talk to three more people. Yeah. And even if they tell you the same thing, we're going to think about it. Uh, we're talking about the catalytic converters. So people here, they're saying, look, man, it's not the catalytic converter itself. It's the rare materials inside. So it looks like gold and silver and all this. So they strip these things down, and then they sell that. Okay. All right. So you're not selling the catalytic converter. You're selling the crap that you got out of the inside. That's why I'm all wondering right, how much they cost. buying that? I still feel Anybody. like I, I could tell what a kind of... I feel like people that steal catalytic converters, generally you can kind of look at them and go, you look like someone that steals something. Okay, but here's the thing. And that Dad. guy shows up with gold. I'm going to be like, that's hot gold. I'm obviously a guy that got this out of a catalytic converter. You know what I mean? I'm twitching. I'm scratching my neck. I'm chewing on a sandwich that's not even actually in my mouth. But I got gold. I got silver. There's no way to trace it. So you're, you know what it you're looks safe like. doing even the shape of it. You're not melting it down into sure, gold bars. Sure, but right? again, you know, like, hey, man, there's no. I feel safe in my assumption that you are up to no good. But mm -hmm. there's no way to prove it one way or another, so hell yeah. yeah. I mean, hell, if I want gold in my car, I want it to be like a cigarette lighter or something cool, you know? Yep. <laughs> there you go. Not like underneath steering the car. Steering wheel. Can, yeah, something. A gold steering wheel. Something where you just <laughs> like... And they still your catalytic converter. You have a little flash. What, uh, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Andy. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So what happened Hello. to your car? Great story. It's about 2014, 2015. I was in high school. Uh, I didn't have my driver's license yet, but we lived on a, a ranch that we were taking care of. And I had a four-door Chevy sedan, an old 
four-door Chevy sedan that my parents were going to give to me or let me drive when I was 16. And so before that, they were letting me drive to the end of our very long driveway. So during the wintertime, we had a, a, a warm place to sit waiting for the school bus. All right. This particular night, we had I had a basketball game. And normally, I'd park it at the end of the driveway. When I come home, I would be the one that would move it back. That was the stipulation. So I come home from the basketball game, and the car is parked in the driveway, which I thought was weird. So I get down there, and I look at the front of it, and it is completely smashed. No damage to the gate that I normally park behind. So I'm like, okay, go inside. Well, come to find out, my little sister, who is in elementary school, the many a times that I've driven the car to the end of the driveway, had decided that she knew how to drive the car. She was going to drive it back down to the house. So... In doing so, she starts it up, somehow is able to turn it around in the driveway, don't know how, but she starts making it towards the house. Well, as it starts to speed up, she thinks she doesn't know how to slow it down. She doesn't know what that middle brake or the middle pedal is. So she decides to shut the car off, thinking that's going to stop the car. I understand the logic. Right. But... It's still in drive. It's still rolling. She decides, well, there's an open area on the side of the house, and then there's the car, the carport. She takes the car through the carport, smashes into, doesn't smash the house, hits the concrete foundation, runs over a lawnmower, and then slams into a tree that happens to be behind the carport. I guess that was the end of your Chevy sedan. <laughs> that uh, driving it in that manner, yes. How old was your sister? Shoot, she was three years younger than me. She had, she was maybe ten, eleven at the time. Okay, yeah, that sounds the way a ten or eleven year old would drive. I mean, like, I get her thought, like, oh, let's turn the car off. That is not how it works, but I understand why she'd think that. What, uh, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 